0: Let's get down and nerdy. You are listening to Raw and Nerdy.
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I am Joe the Widget, and I am here with my amazing best friend co-host, as always, starting with Mr. Rook.
2: What is up, everybody? It's going to be a fun-filled day of magic, so... Uh... Let's get to it. He
1: already teased what this
2: episode's about. All right, and Mister Archon, what's up,
1: nerds? I, as, um, uh, I am. I'm proud of that Rook fact. As Russ
3: said, we're uh, we're we're definitely going to be uh, talking about some pretty nerdy stuff today. So let's uh, let's get to it. And back by popular demand, it's Venus.
0: Hello, nerds! I am ready to get magical. Let's do it.
1: As they were alluding to, this episode we're going to be talking about the magic of fantasy. Like, the different types of magic and how it's approached through different media and different forms. It's going to be an interesting little debate. Um, Before we get into that, though, let's go ahead and hit the news. And uh, I believe Archon wrote most of the news already for today. So I'm going to let him take Uh, the lead on that.
3: Yeah, I did. But you got me too early. got me too quick. Um, So I guess... The big, at least to me, the biggest news on the list um, is that Nintendo has announced that they are teaming up with our boys over at Sony and they are making a live-action Legend of Zelda movie, finally. What the fans have been asking for forever and they better do it right because if they don't there's going to be a huge backlash because... Well,
1: as we talked about in a couple episodes ago on this show, is um, they normally don't.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. But every now and then they hit a home run. In the last movie that Nintendo made, even though it was animated, the Super Mario Brothers movie was a home run. It so really did they job. confirm it's going to be live action or are they going to be doing it animated? They said it's going to be live action. Um, it's being directed by Wes Ball, who did the wait, the the Maze Runner series. Which those were pretty decent movies, so that gives me hope. But it's also being the screen writer for it is Derek Connolly, who did Jurassic World. And that doesn't exactly give me the most hope because <laughs> the Jurassic World movies weren't that great. I <laughs> like the first man. one. I liked the, I like them, unlike Well you. the first one. Yeah, the first one was alright. The, they the
1: were
2: newest one miles better than Jurassic better. Park two and three. Yes, very much so. I mean, you don't have a talking uh, velociraptor in this one.
1: I, <laughs> and some of the things in those two movies, we can get into that later, but they were horrible.
3: I don't know. I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of number three. Number two, not so much, but I did like number three. But, um, so yeah, there there is some pressure there to get it right because it is something that the fans have been wanting for a really long time, and they're finally doing it. So,
1: and Speaking as not a fan of the L series at all, yeah, it, it could be interesting.
0: That's I'm big. A yeah, it's a big expectations, you know, because the Zelda fans are crazy about their game.
2: Yeah, my issue. Big fans it, are crazy about their titles. That, my issue. My issue is Sony. I that, do. I have issues with Sony and their
3: production teams. I just think it's kind of funny that Sony's teaming up with Nintendo when they're like yeah. huge rivals. Yeah, <laughs> different divisions. On the bright side, the reason why they can do this is because the writer strike is finally over. That's another big thing in the news. Um, they finally came to agreements. Um, they can get back down to business. So now hopefully some of our, our favorite shows out there like Stranger Things, mine, I know, not necessarily widgets, but mine, and uh, Rings of Power and some of the other really good shows that have been delayed because of this writer's strike, they can finally get back on track. And we can get our shows. I'm not you know, getting
1: into that whole strike because it was. It yeah, really that was. whole
3: actually yeah. the strike though makes sense, and we
2: can discuss this later because it was all oh, the biggest sticker was the AI usage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that and we is, do have
1: one of our like okay, this. We're continuing our series of our, our planned episodes, big with big topics, and AI is one of our planned episodes. So that would be a good point to hit.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And uh, the last big news of the week, um, the Golden Joystick Awards happened this week. Um, our first iterations of Game of the Year and stuff came out. Um, surprise, surprise, the overall unanimous Game of the Year was Baldur's Gate 3. We all kind of From that company. Yeah, from, from, no, that was the unanimous overall. Was well, Baldur's I'm saying Gate
1: there's multiple the games Golden of the Joystick. year from different types of organizations.
3: Right, but the thing I found kind of interesting about it was uh, everyone's put everyone's kind of pushing for either Baldur's Gate three or Spider Man two, and Spider Man two didn't even win the Sony Game of the Year. <laughs> that actually went to a remake, Resident Evil four.
2: Yeah, is- I don't.
3: I'm surprised
2: uh, people are saying that because I haven't really looked into Spider Man that much. It really hasn't got my attention. I think the story either.
3: is really good, and a lot of people really like it because the main focus of the story is Venom. And oh, for some okay. reason, Spider-Man fans just go nuts Wait, over I, Venom. I, my my son's I'm a huge Venom. Venom fan.
0: I love yeah. Venom. I,
3: Everyone yeah. says I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I want to see Venom. <laughs> Wait, what? Are you a Venom fan or are you a Spider-Man fan? Like, come on. But I'm a Spider Pig fan. All right. Spider Pig. Spider Pig. <laughs> I'm glad when I don't have to sing it. My voice is terrible does. for that.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I have a voice for radio, but not a voice for singing.
3: But if you want to look up the, the Golden Joystick Awards to see who won every category, you can. Um, Starfield made one-one. Starfield saying. did uh, get the X, Xbox Game of the Year.
0: I but think it's Baldur's Western.
3: Gate. Yeah, Baldur's Gate kind of unanimously ran away with it. They won in like five or six, seven different categories. <laughs> Which, it's a really I can good game. Lie, it's a very good game.
0: I'm still waiting to play it.
3: Even mm-hmm. studio of the year, Larry and Studios, they kind of <laughs> they had to have good one good big hit. Them.
0: Yeah, good for them. They spent a the lot of time and
3: effort in this. Yeah. yeah. So that's the that's the semi-condensed news for the week. I'm still working on beating
1: Boulder Gate. I got caught up in other things, which we'll talk about in, here in a second. Um. There are multiple different types of video game awards that go around. When I was in the game, in the industry, we didn't. Golden joystick wasn't a thing. It was basically different media outlets had their own choices for their game awards things, and it usually happened around cons. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different animal now, but it's still pretty much the same thing. They don't. They get like a plaque. and That's about it. Let's get into what we've been up to. So what have you guys been up to this week? Um, We're going to go ahead and let our our guests start.
0: My week. Let me tell you. So I had a sick 13-year-old who got me sick. Oh, that's fun. Oh, no. It gets better. So then (laughs) I got better. I'm standing outside with my husband, and I look, and, like, my upstairs bathroom hangs over a bit, right? So I'm looking, and it looks like my house is peeing. (laughs) And <laughs> I say, it, my oh, husband's no. like, "Do you see that?" And I'm like, "I do." Well, our toilet cracked upstairs, and it leaked all inside. So we had this huge project. Ooh. And I, normally, I'll help. Like, I love helping with home improvement stuff. But I was sick. I couldn't help. He yeah. had to do it all by himself. And then I got better. Only for my six year old to come home from his school sick. So I spent all weekend taking care of him. So that—that's my weekend like or my week in a nutshell it was like i have all these awesome weeks but man sometimes it's like someone upstairs goes it's time to just give venus a punch in the hey, gut and that's stuff. life
3: yeah. Yeah, yep, yep
0: yep i try to find the positive in it i got a new toilet so <laughs> there <yay>. you go <laughs> <So> <laughs> did you get a bidet oh no no <laughs> just oh, need polar. to get a bidet. everybody yeah. says that Everybody says that. I, so I had, fresh and
3: so clean. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, it, it was, I had a fleeting thought maybe, but I just got one of those color toilets, like the fancier ones and the one I had, because the one I had, it just, yeah, I, I, it's not like I was sitting there plopping down on it really hard. I don't know how it cracked, but it, it, it cracked and it leaked everywhere. So never again. New
1: never, meaning to explosive diarrhea.
0: No, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I blame Glacier Bay. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my, that's my week in a nutshell.
1: That sounds like um, an awful lot of not fun, but I'm oh, glad you oh, made it to the other side.
0: I But the the one plus to being sick and to having sick kids is I play a lot of games. So I <laughs> I, I got to reduce, I'm on my third playthrough for Starfield. Um, Trying to do more outpost building And trying to make money Because I'm constantly broke So I'm learning slowly How to not spend so much money on ammo I'm really trying to Perfect more melee Because it's kind of a lot of fun to just come up and like Shank somebody But um, Yeah just having a lot of fun with that That was my plus of the week It's like if everybody's sick, if I'm sick At least I can play games So that's what I did
3: Nice. Hey that's pretty awesome Yes Pro tip, use the cutter. It uses no ammo.
0: Oh, I know. I've started doing that on some of things. Not on the people yet, oh, but on some of the aliens.
1: One bullet, one kill. There you go.
0: I, I thought of you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought of you. I did get a good sniper rifle. I did think of you. I was like, man, I got to work on that. I definitely do. Because it's, it's fun sneaking it. around. Yeah. But that's me.
2: What about you guys? Well, I haven't had a very nerdy week at all. I worked on my car a little bit. I went. In, I went to the NHRA uh, finals qualifiers. That was fun. I now have a raccoon tan line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, work was what was really stressing. So after work, I didn't really do much except stare at YouTube, um, watching the BMA's channel and watching the infographics channel. Uh, I discussed Star Trek with a friend because we were discussing the good things and what we liked about uh, Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds because he left here and moved back up to Fresno before that series, season two, came to an end. Discussed needing to catch up on watching Andor and need to watch Ahsoka. And then uh, Star wars out with uh, watching Bad Batch. Now I got a question for y'all: Is it me or the animated series for Star Wars really good? That's what everyone says. I couldn't get into them.
3: I love them. I I love Clone Wars. That's one of my favorite.
0: Yeah, I liked Clone Wars. Yeah.
1: That seems to be the very popular belief on that. I should I should probably give another a second try. Like the only only animated show I really watched was um the Star Trek one about the red shirts. Oh, lower decks.
2: Why are you lying? We all know you love the D&D animated show. D&D animated show? You've never watched the Dungeons & Dragons animated cartoon way back when? I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: No, because my parents wouldn't let me.
2: Uh, did D- Dungeons & Dragons back in the early I remember that early 90s, though. they made a cartoon where some kids were on a roller coaster, went and got sucked into the uh, D&D world.
0: Huh. I I think I remember that. I don't
3: remember <laughs> that! Well. Now I gotta look it up though. <laughs> yeah. <me> <laughs> <too>. <laughs> Interesting.
0: Thanks for that. <laughs> There's my
3: <laughs> nerdiness for today. <laughs> and it, it
1: has the uh, the typical 1980s, early 90s bad audio Very and
3: bad, di- oh yeah, really bad dialogue.
1: And to have those those meaningful themes every episode.
3: Oh, <laughs> uh, one of those. <laughs> Uh, well, my week has been a lot of working on Minecraft server with Widget. I'll let him get a little bit more into that. It's it's a huge, I'm going to get a lot into that. Yeah, it's a huge project. But I'll let him talk more about that since it's you know, he's he's put a lot of backend work into it. Um been working on my house quite a bit, updating window frames and stuff like that in the exterior because like I'm trying to get things prepped for painting next week because we're actually going to get a little warm spell. So I can paint. Um, I figure with all the new siding and stuff that we're putting on the house, I should probably update the window frames and stuff too because they kind of stick out like a sore
0: thumb. We just they had look, to do all that.
3: Yeah, we're they like- just look really old and outdated with all the new siding and stuff. So like Widget. I've also been dealing with a lot of family medical injuries lately. My daughter is a walking disaster. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She, they, they can be.
3: She thought she would She thought she thought would try and get on a longboard, and she fell off. And, you know, of course, she broke her elbow, broke her wrist, and partially oh. tore a ligament in her elbow. Awesome. So Poor girl. For a while there, we were worried about, I mean, she's having appointments every other day, and we were worried that she was going to have to have surgery and stuff. But it looks like no surgery is going to be needed. She's on the other side of recovery now. I guess it's been about six weeks now. Yes, that's happens. good. So she's getting to the point now where all she just needs is a little bit of a, a little brace, and she's able to move it and stuff now. And the appointments are finally almost over, but she has to start physical therapy for her now. But
0: you say longboard, you mean surfing or skateboarding?
3: Skateboard. Okay, skateboard.
0: I used to do longboard skateboarding. I live in Michigan, everywhere. so nobody's nobody's yeah, surfing okay. around here. That's true. It's not near me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, though uh, you can you can really hurt yourself on those.
3: Yeah, she I don't know. I don't even know. She just went to turn just a little bit and fell off. It's pretty crazy. Of but took my wife to go see the new Marvel movie, The Marvels. Um how was that? The last couple Marvel movies have like Thor Love and Thunder and Ant-Man Quantumania. Eh, they were okay and I wasn't like blown away. This one I was very pleasantly surprised. It was the right amount of funny, the right amount of action. Even though it was like an all female led hero cast, it like they didn't pull any punches. They didn't, you know, make it soft. Nothing. I mean, it was it was well done. I I really enjoyed it. It was it was quite funny.
1: And so, I'm just quick opinion on this, guys, because I've had like a lot of my family members and a couple of my friends. I've had a big problem with Marvel lately because they've been p- turning their movies too much into comedies and less about the serious aspects of it. What do you guys think?
2: Agreed. But, uh, uh yeah. yeah, agreed but, to a point.
3: See, in some movies, like in Thor, Love, and Thunder, they made it funny for no reason. There was no reason to make that one funny. That, that was, was what he's dark... saying, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There, it, was, it was like a dark. You know, you got Gore the God Butcher and stuff like that, and he's, he's like, literally kidnapping children, and somehow they try and make that funny. <laughs> and I, it just, it didn't work. This movie's funny because it's a, like...
1: It's still, though, they're, they're turning it into a comedy. It's not so much the serious aspect of it.
3: But there's, okay, so this one, there's the serious aspect of it, and then there's the funny funny things. Like, the funny things are more like, um, I mean, y- you see from the trailers that it's about the young girl Kamala Khan... Uh, Carol Danvers and uh, Monica Rambeau all have to team up because their powers are twitching and making them switch places and stuff. But if you saw the Miss Marvel show, she's like a huge fangirl of Captain Marvel. So like the funny parts are like, you know, when they meet each other and stuff and like she's like totally fangirling out, even though she's a superhero, too. And it's, it's just funny how it all just plays out. She's like the biggest fangirl ever. And it's. I don't know. <laughs> I think
0: it's kind of funny. I, th- I just... think, sorry, but making them comedies makes it easier for the non-Marvel fans, you know, t- to get into the theater and get into it, I think. So yeah. I think they want to just fill fill seats so they make them more campy and less serious. Lately, anyway, I've And yet
1: their most popular ticket sales of all time were their most serious movies.
0: Oh, I know. I know. You'd think they'd learn, but...
3: Yeah, like their um, Avengers movies, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like their yeah, the Avengers,
1: ones. I think it was Endgame, where it was like the highest grossing of all their marbles. And that one was very not funny. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then uh, other than that, the only other thing I did is uh, me and my wife, are we caught up this weekend on the Goosebumps series. I'm really, really liking that series. It's really good. And it's longer than most series, which I like. I thought we were getting to the season finale, and we're on because we're on like episode nine, and we just finished episode nine, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is probably the finale," but I don't think it is. It, like, based on like the end of the episode, I, I think there's at least another episode coming, so we shall see. Yeah,
1: nine uh, yeah. nine to ten are usually about the limit most studios do nowadays.
3: Yeah, At most shows it's like eight.
1: They give you those short amount and say, "Oh yeah, you gotta wait a year and a half, two years for you decide to do another season."
2: Yeah, yeah, but that's for all the streaming stuff. The stuff that's on syndicated TV,
1: yeah,
3: actually, still does. I, see I was 20 episodes. referring
1: to the streaming.
3: Yeah, that's, it makes and that's up the majority mainly because of TV now. Streaming stuff is way more CGI intense, way more like production intense. Like I can understand why doing more than eight episodes would be kind of rough because it's there's a lot of behind-the-scenes production that goes into every episode, so I don't know. They fit as much as they can into one episode.
1: Uh, my dad, uh, he had his fourth surgery in as many months earlier this week, so I've been taking care of him a lot, which is great. I'm glad I'm able to do that, because if I wouldn't, he wouldn't have anyone else, and that would just not have worked. Um, but I've been using that time, to work on our Minecraft server. So I had, as you guys heard in the show before, I had this uh, version 1.9.4 way back in the day where I developed an MMORPG server. And Archon kept getting in my case. Can we get it up to modern? Can we move it up to the modern Minecraft? It'd be so cool. It'd be... I knew the headache it was going to be. But I, I actually pulled it off. I built a server that's 1.20.1 and... And I've gotten most of the systems in it and working. It was... I think I put about 20 hours in the background getting everything working. Still has some things to tweak and move around and fix, but last night him and I were actually able to go in to the game and built the first full city. And we did it that day. We got the whole city in. We got um, the first dungeon built. We got the first boss in that dungeon going. We even have the merchants in there. It's,
3: it's coming alive. Coming together yeah we just got to you know write some quests and we got before yesterday we had built a whole starting village and everything like that so we got the starting village which leads into the first major city and
1: yeah it took me about 7 hours total to get all the classes in the game cuz we actually have classes in Minecraft we have spells and abilities and attributes and all that good stuff and thankfully though i already had Most of that already planned out from the previous server, so it wasn't like having to redesign everything, run numbers and all that garbage, but so it made that a little bit easier. We got everything working so far. I am really shocked that we did.
3: Yeah, we just tweaked a few things to update it a little to, you know, handle the new items and the new spell or like new skills and stuff we got and
1: Uh, we're not gonna open it to the public just yet, but we will in the near future for people to come in, play it, test it out for us. We're gonna do limited quantities at first. I think we talked about that already, though.
0: I would yeah. love to see that. I would love to see. I don't. I don't play Minecraft, but I will play it just for that, just to come if, in and try it out because that if, sounds so cool.
3: It's pretty awesome, especially on the one point twenty point one, because you can use a lot of the more updated shaders and stuff like that. So you can really make the game look great. Like it, it if you watch. So one of the times that we're streaming in, in our Discord, mm-hmm. y- you can see the we, we play with this shader that makes the game. It doesn't even look like Minecraft. It's It looks all like the graphics are all great, and it, it just looks beautiful. With
1: NPCs, we have shops that you can go to. We have a currency system with a bank. We have loot like tables mine. with uniquely created loot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Quests that are ran from the NPCs with events and random random world spawn bosses, the works.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a full MMO, and it's a lot of it's work to exciting. do it.
2: Like, yeah, yeah, I sat there and listened to Joe complain while I'm running Starfield. He's complaining about trying to get everything to work. Aww.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, see right this hair right here. It's a wig because I pulled my yeah. other hair out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it this sounds right like here, a lot yeah, no of wig work. There.
1: Because I've been sitting there working because I use um, plugins to to do, handle the main code. But I do it in such a way and then I, I alter the act files to make it do what I want. And then if I do something one way on this one, it'll break that one. So, I have to go fix that one and it'll break that one. <laughs> Holly. And it's like a little dancing game between all the code just to get everything working. But we did.
3: Yeah, it's working pretty solid now.
1: Alright guys, let's get into the main meat and potatoes of this show. We're going to talk about the magic of fantasy. The different methods and applications of magic in all fantasy books, films, and gaming. There is a lot to go over. And I, if we have time, I'll talk about what I did in my books that I wrote. But Unless let's...
3: we have time to do all. Of
1: yeah. The,
3: but we'll get through as much as we can.
1: <laughs> we have a lot in this. And it's hopefully it'll, be, it'll uh, breed a pretty good conversation. Um, But let's start off with this base question. What do you guys, when you think of magic, what is your first thought when it comes to magic? Like, the process of it, how does it work in your head? Without thinking about movies and TV and all that, when you just hear the term magic. Mm.
0: That's a big question, though.
2: That
1: is probably should have warned you guys prior, but I wanted to how get do you your do
0: it, natural yeah, how reaction. Do,
3: how do you do it without or without thinking movies and books and stuff? Because that's really what my brain hard. goes to. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm an author. I have to think uniquely, so <laughs> that's
1: what I do. I,
0: hey, okay, so I would say just thinking off the cuff, magic is about intention. Okay, a lot of magic is about intention and... Uh, Manipulation of said intention within the environment, maybe.
3: Yeah, um, that's that's not what a bad I gonna you know, say something about being able to manipulate the elements to do what you want them to do
0: mm-hmm. in a
3: way that you want it to do it.
2: Using my own willpower to manipulate everything around me, okay. um, manipulating the energies of the universe. There you is go, is how I see it. Using my own willpower to manipulate the energies of the universe. And there's actually a game system out there that pretty much allows you to do that. I think Will of Time had a really good idea for the basis of Magic
1: when they call it the weave. So like every element has this supernatural driving force to it. And Magic's just about taking that force and redirecting it.
3: Uh right? Weaving it in different ways taking a little bit from earth and a little bit from air to be able to do this, that you weave a basket or something, you know, (laughs) like it's pretty, I, I, I think wheel of time, in my opinion, from what I've, it's obvious on this show that I'm a wheel of time fan, but I think they did a really good job with their magic system, both in the books and the way they portrayed it in the actual show. Like, the way I pictured it in my head when I read it in the books is almost exactly the way they did it on the show.
1: It's and a lot I, more believable to me than Harry Potter. Yeah. I, I, it's a known fact I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I have my reasons for it. And I can't stand the fact that they have to have wands made from mythical creatures, hairs, to be able to speak these words, nonsensical words that are basically rhymes in a old language. <laughs>
3: very cliche. So, it's very cliche. I actually, let me ask you a question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Rook. No, go ahead. Oh, well, I was just gonna say, let me ask you a question. If if see in all through Harry Potter they have to use these wands to do things, but how come in the very first part of the very first book when he goes to the zoo he's able to make the window disappear and his cousin fall in the glass with the snake and he is no wand or anything else?
1: Because it's but a he makes it happen. error. Yeah, there's a lot of continuity errors, continuity errors in that <laughs> world. <laughs> there really is. Like,
3: wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> How did my, you do it without it?
2: My favorite magic, uh the way they do magic, is the Dresden Files. That's mm. a good one. It, yeah, it pulls the ability. It uses the will of the person. After following through with certain procedures to actually cast a spell, it's not like uh, just instantly casting right then and there. So, like, he had before he can uh, do anything, he has to have something with magic runes on it so he can actually cast the spell and stuff like that. It's not willy nilly boom, unless you're a fairy from the Fae, and then that's completely different. But
1: <laughs> one of the biggest tropes in magic, which I am super guilty of in my writing is that magic is cannot be done by everybody. You have to have the you have to be born or made with the ability to grasp it, to use it. Not everyone does. In most scenarios, there are some, I don't remember which ones, that pretty much everybody can do magic at least on a small level.
3: I well, think with- I know like what, with what Rook was saying and stuff like that in the show Supernatural, they do kind of similar to that. Anybody like like, they use ruins or hex bags or, or objects to help them project the magic. And in that show, from what I've seen, anybody can do it because some people accidentally do it and they have to go and tell them you're an idiot. Stop doing this. And then, like, <laughs> even even the two main people themselves write angelic symbols and stuff on the walls to make them do things and trap and demons and stuff inside barriers with magic and stuff. And it's all done with, like, runes and symbols and things like that, so... And then it goes back
1: to, like, the origins of known magic myth, which was witches and stuff like that, and mostly supernatural in terms mm-hmm. of, like, deities. The original druids from Britannia were very nature-based. I, I should have looked it up before, but they, um... Good
0: thing they, you have a pagan on your show, because yeah, I there you tell go. You all about all that. But no... Druids were very, very nature-based, but to be honest, we don't know a whole lot about the Druids because of uh, Rome just coming in and just wiping everything out and getting rid of the text. A lot of it is we've drawn a lot of conclusions. They did use a lot of tools to help steer their magic into with whatever they're doing, very ritualistic. And you, you see that in, in Catholicism too. You, you see a lot of, of ritualistic uses of objects to help guide whomever, whether it's prayer or if it's magic. You know, and I think that's why it lends credence to these people who anybody can do magic so long as you have the proper tools as opposed to, in books a lot of times, you have to have a hero and that hero has to be special so then that guy has something where only he and a few others can do the magic, you see? But,
1: yeah, I'm super guilty of that too. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> and in, I mean, in a lot of books I've noticed that there's always something that helps them. Do the magic, like for instance, Harry Potter. You have to have the wand, or like in Aragon, he has to. you The writers have to be bonded to a dragon, and they basically pull their magic from the dragon to do their casting and things like that.
1: Well, to make sense, to be honest, it, it makes total sense why they do it that way. Why why I did it that way is because if you have it to where everybody's equal in in use of this power. You lose all your focal point on the heroes or the main yep, the main exactly.
3: characters, mm-hmm. right? And if everybody can do it, it kind of loses its quote unquote What's magic
0: the point. Yeah, exactly.
2: Now, World of Mark uh, World of Darkness has an interesting way of doing it. So it's all will based, and if you think to do, if you can imagine it happening, you can make it happen. The flip side to this is that it must look like it is conceivable. That it can happen in nature. because, Or it can happen naturally. Because if it is something so... Like making a card just completely stop... All momentum whatsoever. Then somebody sees it. There's going to be massive consequences. Uh, a paradox roll will be required. And it will create paradox in the world. Which will negate magic. Or cause bad effects. Stuff like that. Um, but not everybody in May uh, World of Darkness Mage can actually cast magic. It's people who are attuned to uh, magic.
3: One thing I really liked about the Aragon series and how they portrayed magic though was that he had to use either a focus or his own power to cast it. And if he tried casting a power, a, a, a spell too powerful, it would literally suck the life right out of him. Yes, And cause him to pass out from exhaustion or could even kill him if he did too mm-hmm. much. And I, I, I like that.
0: Can I tell y'all about my favorite magic? Uh, of course. Okay, so there's a series called the Lightbringer series by Brent Weeks, and he has the mo- he has such a cool, unique idea. So his magic is called uh oh, how do you say this? Um chromatic chromatic you know in my head I say it right. So anyway, it's based on colors, colors. And um, so a person who can cast this type of magic, they're known as drafters. And so you may be born with the ability to perceive two types of colors in the world. And you can pull what's called luxin, which is their magic, from these colors and use that to draft. And each color has its own um, magic kind of properties like red luxin is flammable like yellow luxin, you can build stuff from it but the the thing is is if you use too much of it your eyes blow out <laughs> because you're, you're yeah it's crazy because you're pulling the color through your eyes right so whoa you're, that's and when, you're, when your eyes when your eyes blow out slowly become crazy and you lose your mind and then you become dangerous and i'm telling you guys it's it's one of those things where I, i'd have to tell you like I have to go for an hour talking about this. Like, I'm not doing it justice, but if you have not read that book series, please read that book series because it is phenomenal.
2: And the word you're looking for is chromaturgy.
0: Thank you. See, (laughs) I can say it in my head. I can't say it out loud.
1: Brandon Sanderson actually touched on the idea of um, magic being through mathematics on one of his books.
0: That's an
2: interesting way of doing it. And that I can't remember
1: the cool. name of it, but it was—it's a mathematical name to the book. I can't remember it, but it was very interesting how they did it. it I read it a long time ago, so I'm only kind of remember he the also, basics.
0: He also did one based on taking in elements like um, swallowing iron and then burning that within their body. The Mistborn yeah, series, you, you know, mistborn. that was really cool too. It was a really unique way. And see, I have such appreciation for these unique ideas in magic where they're not falling on the old tropes of just like fire earth you know because it's 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 a hard thing to do i i've entertained myself trying to just come up with different ideas for magic systems and i i cannot do it
1: D D is the one to blame for that magic system of elements
0: yeah yeah but
2: it's not a bad way of doing it no it's not Mistborn, isn't that the one where you depending upon the metal you ingest depends upon the magic you
3: cast yeah
0: yeah
2: mm-hmm. okay
3: but I right. mean magic is, is has existed for as long as I mean it's in the Bible even like even mm-hmm. like necromancy and stuff like that like mm-hmm. that they it's in the Bible like
1: mm-hmm. yeah so but most I all just, religious it, texts it, have it, it, some form of it
0: mm-hmm. yeah need- it's the need to understand something that we we can't understand has always been – it's not been science. Back in the day, it was – had to be magic because we just – we had no words for it, you know?
1: Right. I listen to a lot of audiobooks when I'm driving. I do a lot of driving for work. And one of my favorite series by far is called Beware of Chicken – and they use the old the old ancient Chinese method of ki. Of mm-hmm. uh-huh. So that, that inner force inside of you and being able to manipulate it, but it's mostly just manipulating your yourself and not as much the environment around you.
0: That's a cool one. I'm actually reading a book about that right now, interestingly enough. So that's a really cool thing, that magic exists inside of you, not out within right the world where you have to manipulate the world everything that you need is already inside and the
1: masters of this, of themselves like the the main character of this book, the Beware of Chicken he's awesome, but anyway, can't recommend it enough, he uh, he has the ability, he's a farmer he has the ability to use his key to manipulate or strengthen like the walls of his rice paddies or to enhance the the earth in a, in a particular way just giving his key to it
2: so here's one we haven't discussed, mm-hmm. the the at last Airbender's take on um, yeah magic and the elements. Because by definition, by definition, that is magic.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, it uh, is. they can elemental they're, bending. They're, just, they're bending different elementals elements to their will, and mm-hmm. know, that's the same kind of effect. Yeah,
1: That's the same kind of effect as that. The elements have that that background driving force and certain people are Mm -hmm. able to manipulate now in this case of the airbender it's very particular types of elements based on their their nationality
2: yep and i actually think that's a cool way of doing it it could tie into like key approach to magic or
1: it very much has a chinese influence to it
3: it does there's even a couple marvel Movies that have come, or shows, or movies that have come out that have that have used that same key approach, like Iron Fist, mm-hmm. is big into into that and uh, Quan Chi. Those those both come to mind. The way Using Mortal Kombat that, does their powers, or Magic. Yeah, that, yeah that's
1: one of my favorite two. My other two of my favorite book series, they approach it in a very similar but different way, and I think this concept's actually really cool. But there's one of them called a series called Magic 2.0. And the first book's called "Off to Be the Off to Be a Wizard," and the idea is is that our world, our reality, who we are, is one giant computer program. And these guys, hackers, found this file and learned how to manipulate their files, like change their height, which is super dangerous because it throws their equilibrium off, and all that kind of stuff. But because they use that to create magic, they get in trouble because every one of them alters their bank account <laughs> in the future, <laughs> so they have to run. Um, and they all wind up in medieval England for some reason or, or medieval yeah, time around that. Because like they, they learn they how to travel through time using their code. Huh.
3: That whole code base system sounds a lot like the Matrix. Yeah, and Neo, yeah. Learning um, yeah. how to manipulate the code to be basically magic. And, but a
1: lot and more restriction. But, uh, yeah, and stuff. Magic, well, Matrix is just like we're all plugged into a machine and we're good to go. But this one is just like we are just... A code.
0: So, who's mm-hmm. running the code? Who's running our program?
1: That's the big yeah. mystery, right?
0: That's, that's yeah. There's there's actually a conspiracy theory about that whole thing. That I went down, <laughs> you know, like if we want to really. That's go down a rabbit, the rabbit hole. hole. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a rabbit a hole. <laughs> like when <laughs> people see
3: planes just stopped in the midair. Oh, I've seen those videos. There, and they're like, it's oh, so there's so a weird. glitch in the matrix. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the birds. Like, yeah, most the
1: bird of that fairy. is just CGI. People trying to fake it.
2: No, I'm actually, if. With science, if you're traveling the right speed at the right angle when a plane's coming into land, the plane will look like it's sitting Oh, there yeah, yeah,
1: ugly. yeah. Definitely. There's <laughs> a lot of that, too. Like, if you... The right shutter speed makes a helicopter's propeller like it's standing still when it's in mm-hmm. flight. Yeah, there's all of that kind of stuff going on. Another series I'm listening to, I'm currently listening to, re-listening to, is called Dungeon Crawler Carl. It's definitely not for kids, so <laughs> it's an R-rated book for a reason. Uh, the idea is that these... We're in this, like, giant universe with all these different races, but they harvest different planets. And every year that they harvest a planet, they create a game show where they take the residents after they flatten all the buildings and they put them into a dungeon. Mm. And they have to survive it.
0: Hunger games. And they
1: go down level by level. And it's all controlled by an AI or a computer program, which gives them the ability in this environment to have magic.
0: You know, you guys are telling me so many cool books. I would really like it if at the end of this episode, maybe in the episode notes, if we can list these books so that me and other people can go buy them, because that would be great. <laughs>
2: Just
3: go back and listen to the episode again.
2: We can put a, uh, in the raw and nerdy, uh, on Discord. Thank
0: you guys, of course I would listen to it again. And you can find our but
2: Discord I'm... at discord. <laughs>
0: Come hang out with us, please.
3: Discord.com,
2: Discord.com, discordgg slash go. I keep forgetting it's not dot .com. can tell them half <laughs> no. of
3: our Discord. You got to tell them the whole thing. I
1: was before. waiting for when you guys yeah. to do it because I do it all the time. So it's your turn.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I picked up on that. All right, you okay, did. We
0: have, a, <laughs> we have great fun in the Discord.
2: Now, so, we keep going back to D&D about its use of magic and the way they do it, but something, it depends upon your DM and all that, but something I've noticed is a lot of DMs don't really pay attention to component costs, and uh, a lot of people don't realize that through D&D magic, that magic system, you actually have to have components that are consumed when you cast spells. So they you use can't various just different willy, elements. Yeah, you can't willy-nilly go and cast a spell unless you're like a divine caster who a god's given you power. But you still have to have a focus. If you lose that focus, you can't cast. So I like how different systems put limitations on your ability to cast if you're a caster. You know,
1: there's God, there's we a,
0: have yeah. god-like character. Yeah, when
2: you get to that point, what's,
0: yeah.
1: where's the, the the intrigue of it, you know? Mm-hmm. They can do anything. They can go snap their finger and kill off the bad guy. <laughs>
2: Or seduce a bad guy and then uh, yeah. kill him off that way. <laughs> and have little half bad guy babies. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite meme joke is the bard who seduces, or was it a bard or a rogue who seduces an orc and rolls a critical one? <laughs> I don't know. it. I don't remember it off the top of my head, and I don't want to go and try searching for it right now. So I'll bring that up at a later date.
1: Yeah, that Orn. just has it written all over it. <laughs>
3: One show that I used to really like, it was a show I used to watch with my family a lot. It was called uh, Once Upon a Time. It was like a weird take on like all the different fairy tales and stuff like oh, that. The main I character was like um, the daughter of Snow White and Prince Charming. And, oh, like, yeah. I've seen that. And yeah. there, was a, there was a character in there, Stillskin, who was mm-hmm. played by one of the best bad, like best evil bad guy actors ever robert carlisle he was also in aragon but um he there was a line in that 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 show that used to always stick with me where he says magic always comes with a price and yeah, it's true. true like and it should be true there should always be a price that you have to pay in order to use magic
1: i'm gonna bring it up my books i got Don't it, do
2: it. No. Well,
3: because <laughs> you have
2: your own okay. magic system so bring it I up i do yeah
1: um, and actually, there's three continents in my world, and each continent has a different approach to magic, which they don't really call it magic. In the first book, it's interesting. I, I, I put it to where only certain races have are born with the gift. It's like a tingle. They call it tingle. And it's just the way that your body connects with the world around you. And Did you say tingle or tinkle? Tingle. Tingle.
2: Okay. <laughs> kind
1: of like, kind of like in Spider
3: Man, the spider tingle.
1: It depends on the race. Depends on what they can do. Like, and it's nature's way. Magic was nature's way of equalizing the playing field for the races. Like the most powerful magic users in the world are the Morganaris, and they're little tiny guys. The average about two and a half, three feet tall. So they make up for it by having strong abilities of magic. They can manipulate the environment around them in certain ways to defend themselves basically and then you got the Margastrat, which is the main premise of the the, like the um main race uh, not race but dynasty or emperorship of the continent and they use it primarily just to enhance themselves and their weapons in particular ways like uh making their sword catch on fire or lightning through it or electricity or enhancing their strength or speed, that kind of thing. In the second book, <laughs> there's uh, five cities in, the, in that continent. And the reason they built five cities was that at any given time, there are five special people that are born with the ability to either manipulate themselves physically or the elements. So the mean ordean uh, truants, they call them truins. And, and once one dies, once a truant dies, which they live about four or five times longer than the average lifespan, a new one is born. Or, or I should say it's the opposite way. When a new one is born, one of them is going to die that very instant. So it keeps a balance of five at all times. And they're either born with a mean or the
3: word I haven't read the second book yet.
1: I didn't spoil anything. That goes, they get, the book gets right into it right in the beginning.
0: It sounds pretty cool. it's yeah, hard. It's yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's not easy to come up with something unique. You know, it sounds like you did that though, so that's that's awesome. Kudos on that.
1: And the races in the first book that don't do, don't have the gift, basically make up for it in other ways. Um, one race is very, very powerful physically. The other race is very, very dexterous. And amazing shots with bows and projectile weapons, that kind of thing. So they don't need it. So it's just the way that the world balances itself, basically.
0: That's cool. All
1: right. Anything else? Uh, we got, there's a whole lot of movies and stuff like that out there that do touch on different things, like um, Willow, for instance. But that one goes to like combination. Like they have to use, they use items for enhancing, but they have to have the gift of it. So it takes that very traditional approach of magic.
0: You know, I will say, if we're going to... One magic power that I, I don't think I'd want to have is the power of a confessor. <laughs> from um, uh, Terry Goodkind's books, where she would... Uh, she would... The sort of Truth novels. Was it the sort of Truth with the confessor? The mother confessor? where she, If a man were to come up to her... She could touch that man and that man would be completely under her spell. To the hmm. point of she could story say the of Truth. It was yeah, she could yeah. say die and he would die. Like that. And that that power is a little too much. And I think it really plays out well in the story with her struggle with it all. But that's a gnarly power to have, a confessor's power.
3: Yeah. Hmm. So, that's pretty so, wicked. Uh, so
2: Before we, uh, wrap up, I want to bring up, um, Shadowrun. They have interesting ways they perform magic. Uh, they have different styles. They have a hermetic, uh, approach to, uh, magic, which is a scientific understanding of magic, which I thought was pretty cool. You have your, uh, shamanic approach, which is entirely a spirit-based approach, which shamans and all that. Um, they have physical adepts, which are your key masters. um... They mix in a bunch of different ways of doing magic into one system, and yeah, I actually kind of find times. it very—I kind of find it interesting because it plays on all the different aspects of human existence on how we all think of magic.
1: I've seen that happen a few times where they take various forms like that and build it into one. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of one. There was one right on top of my head. I just cannot think of it. I almost, I almost want to say, like, Marvel and superheroes are one of those ideas. Because mm-hmm. they do it I in different Marvel, ways. Yeah. I think
3: yeah, Marvel does a lot of different types of magic into kind of one system as well.
1: And there was one I was just thinking about um, that was really cool, and I just completely lost because I got wrapped up in what you were saying. Uh,
3: well, while you're thinking, um, another one that I think does magic really well is The Witcher. Um, I really enjoy the way they do magic in that show. It's, you know, they have certain people, obviously, who are born into it and have the ability, and they go and they train, but then you also have your witchers who have an innate ability to use the magic, but it gets heightened by these, like, potions that they drink. Yes. And when they drink these potions, they just become bad. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. And the potions Uh, would kill a normal person, but because they're a witcher, they can can drink those potions.
1: One thing that I, I just remember what it was, and it was on the exact same vein of that. So thank you, but Skyrim oh, no. and the Dragonborn, <laughs> and the ability to yeah. shout.
3: Yeah. Yes, yep. I mean shout. they use they use shout.
1: the typical like Elder Scrolls elemental magic, but the particular person that is born every what four or five decades, something I don't remember the exact term of it, but they use the ability to shout. These, uh, these abilities, these powers. Speak
0: the language mm-hmm. of the dragons. Roda Yeah, I would love to Roda some people. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. That would you be know, so fun. know,
2: the more we talk about magic, the more we can keep going on, but there's one type of magic we haven't, one system of magic we haven't discussed, and love? that is magic the gathering <laughs> magic. <laughs> Planar magic, where your magic comes from different planes based on the plane you're on. That's yeah a different thing yeah i mean i just had to say it so that way our magic gathering people don't
3: get mad at us <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yep. there's a whole entire game based around it so
1: yeah. Let's, let's finish off with one last question guys is magic real
2: in your in opinion? my in my opinion yes spiritualism and magic are real uh i there's so many things that you can't explain scientifically that happen Until they can prove scientifically that something is possible or isn't possible, or prove how it's happening, it has to be. Um, But I also believe uh, there are people who can manipulate energies and stuff like that. Like I said, I believe in spiritualism. I believe spirits exist to the point to where you can channel the uh, uh, what's word I'm looking for energies of your ancestors. So I think yes, magic is real.
0: Okay, so we have to understand since the advent of the electromagnetic spectrum, we can only see so much of reality. And since we've discovered the electromagnetic spectrum, we've become to realize that the reality we perceive is actually less than one millionth of the actual reality. So to say magic doesn't exist would be almost...
1: That's theorized.
0: You know, yes, but... Yeah, but I mean, I believe in it. I, I've had way too many crazy things happen in my life where I, um, of course, that's a whole other show almost. Like, like too many spiritual, supernatural things occur to where I, I, I can't equate it to science. And science really is just us doing the best we can, ascribing words and theories to understand something. Mm-hmm. and We only know like a very small amount of the picture we're seeing anyway, you know? So that's, that's my two cents.
3: What about you, Archon? Magic as we portray it? No, I don't believe that. I mean, nobody's casting a fireball out of their hands. However, is there some, is there magic in this world? Yes. I mean, because there's, like everybody said, there's too much that's unexplained. Like, it just, like the human soul in itself is, is innately magic. I mean, like, how do, how does it exist? How does it function? Nobody knows anything about that. So, I mean, in that sense, yes. In this, in the fantasy sense, I don't think so, no. I,
2: I want to say something real quick before Joe answers. I believe... Uh, out of all the sources we've discussed today, the closest you're probably going to get to what I think magic does exist is the Dresden Files. Minus the shooting fireballs and all that. Mm-hmm. The practical magic? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm on the same vein as Archon. You can't deny miracles. They're out there. They they happen all the time. You cannot explain them. There's phenomena that happens all the time that we can't explain. Do I think that some of it is a scientific explanation? Sure. But we're not at that point yet, and you can't. And when it, it comes even more personal, to that look at love for instance, they try to explain it through um, chemicals and stuff like that. But it goes so much further beyond than just a chemical reaction in your brain. And human connection goes far beyond that.
2: When you sit there and can feel like a person belongs in your life, you can't explain that scientifically. They try to.
1: They say it's oh, it's a chemical, you know, process in your brain. Well, yes and no. Yeah, there is chemicals that are released in your brain when you do experience love, but that's only a small portion of the picture.
3: Mm-hmm. But what Explo- is it that causes that particular person to cause that particular chemical reaction? I mean, it's there's more to it.
2: And, that's a valid point, yeah. People have been known to die of a broken heart yep. from love. That connection cannot be just chemical.
0: Like Quana right. Parker, if y'all know that story. But um, Cynthia oh. Ann Parker died of a broken heart when her lover was killed her indian lover like that's a great Mm -hmm. story it's a texas story so i guess if y'all don't know it that's okay but um, (laughs) (laughs) but no really also too, look at everybody who has had a near-death experience and they've come back and the things that they've said you know i mean there's a lot of similarities as well like for example i watched this one YouTube show about these near death experiences. that every almost every single one that when they come back they say something to the extent of pay attention to your thoughts because your thoughts are energy and your thoughts create your reality right and um, so in, in a way in a sense isn't that sort of magic too because if our thoughts are manipulating our reality all the time and reality is just a perception of what you feel you could change that and in a sense that's magical in of itself right Mm-hmm. See, we're gonna go down into yeah. this huge tangent. But... <laughs>
3: or you got those kids who who will just randomly start talking about their past life and mm-hmm. uh, exactly yeah. how they died in their past life and stuff, and then you'll you'll like investigate into it, realize mm-hmm. that somebody really did die that way, and there's no way this kid can know. So, that. Like,
2: so I actually had a philosophical discussion with somebody, and we both agreed that our spirits, as I call them, or souls, as some others call them transcend time and space so you are your soul is immortal and it just moves to another body to experience another life lesson so i get i can get that if somebody can never left their hometown and can explain in perfect detail someplace as far away and has never been there doesn't know anybody from there has never even read a book about it. How can you explain that? That's magic. Essentially,
3: yeah. yeah. You
0: know, my... Uh, this is a really quick, crazy story. My husband and I were laying in bed watching TV, and I only had one kid at this point. And we saw what looked like a kid come into our room and walk and then duck down. And we're like, hey... Connor's gonna you know go boo so pretend we don't see him but then the kid disappeared and I realized then that that kid had curly hair and I looked over at my husband and I said you know maybe we just saw a ghost and then I jokingly said if we ever have a little boy with curly hair he came to see us and fast forward two years later my son my new son had a load of curls on his head it was almost like we saw him walk into the room that night and he was checking us out and then he just disappeared and you can't explain that and it's not just me my husband saw it too you know so it's like weird stuff like that happens and you can't explain it i mean it's it's nutty all right
1: it's- that is interesting and we can go we're going to go another show on this if we keep this up so i'm going
0: to have to cut <laughs> it here
1: uh, i want to thank our our guest Venus for coming on again it's always a pleasure to have you on and i'm sure we'll be talking to you her. again of course. Thanks. Yeah. I, I have
0: so much fun being here, guys. I mean, I'm I'm running a fever right now. I'm doing my best, but like I'm having this is the funnest thing I've done like all weekend. So thank you. I'll take that.
2: <laughs> We're the funnest. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> all right, guys. So you can reach our show if you want to join in the conversation in your own way. You can do it either through our Discord, which is discord.gg/rawpodcasts. We highly recommend that. It's the best way to get a hold of us and other like-minded individuals in the nerd community. Also, you can reach us through email, podcastraw at gmail.com. And that's always plural, podcasts. Uh, you can follow us on X, Podcast Raw. And you can follow us individually. I am at the widget, W-I-G-I-T on
3: X. I am Rook213 on X. And I am the Archon606 on X. On X. We just started it. <laughs>
0: I do not have anything like that, but y'all can find me on Discord.
3: There
1: you go. Everybody, have a completely nerdy week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.
2: Y'all have a magic weekend, everybody.
0: Bye.
2: I love you crazy nerds.